All right, so you're Pat. Yes, Welcome I am to Pat. Table Discussions. <laughs> Can we get a full name? Hmm? Can we get a full name? Uh, Benjamin. <laughs> no, like Benjamin, like, <laughs> Benjamin Thomas. Do you okay, your name is Benjamin Thomas. I feel like I've met you before. Mm, I don't know. I don't really leave my room. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Okay, so if you don't leave your room, what do you do there? Um, study, read papers. Two K. Yep, a lot of two K. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who, who do you play on? Play, who do you play with us? Um, I like the Jazz. Oh. The Jazz. Utah Damn. Jazz, man. Who do they? Ha- they have Sabonis guy, right? No, no, Sabonis is on the Pacers. Oh my bad. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, a, he's a, I'm a Philly fan. Philly? Yeah. Like Ben Simmons and Embiid. Not together. Not together. Oh, <laughs> Good answer. That's great answer. Damn. Nah, and so I, I, I've been a Philly fan for a while now, and I love playing with them on 2K. But it's, it's just, it's a fun time because just Ben Simmons, like, you just drive the lane with them and just put it up, and it's, it's in there. And if it's not, Joel's gonna scrap it up. Basically. So that's great. I'd always play the Rockets because I could just get Harden and just three, 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 <laughs> three, three, three. <laughs> we have a friend who just plays as whatever team has Steph Curry. He'll play as the Western All-Star. I definitely have done that. I, 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 I hate that. And he just I, pulls yeah. up from wherever. Just He pulls up from the logo, and it's a hack, man. It, yeah. Swish. He's got the cheat code. It's yeah. abs- it's, I, I hate it. I hate and then Clay has, like, that, like, contested shot badge. So even if you, like, jump, he still <sighs> makes it. It's annoying. Wait, okay, but I have, I have a question just because I've been asking everyone. Um, Damian Lillard. Oh, Dame time. Is he is he top five right now? I don't think so. It's just why not? It's too inconsistent. I think he's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna cool off. He's gonna cool he's, off. He's already cooled off, hasn't he? Because well, of his injury. Cause he's yeah. injured. <laughs> oh, that'll help someone cool off. You don't no think he's gonna, you don't think he's gonna come back and do like absolutely great? It's kind of like I have Allen Iverson. All right, relax. Oh, that's, that's my favorite player ever. So he, <laughs> like, all right, let, we can get into it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> he, he can. He could do some work, but I mean, it's not gonna carry him through the playoffs. He needs to. Help. Uh, it carried him through the entire playoffs until he met Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, but yeah, that's Kobe and Shaq. Like, what if Giannis like meets him in the end? Like, it's over. Like, wait, Giannis is better than Kobe and Shaq? No, like if he meets Giannis in the end, Damian Lillard versus Giannis is. Not really. What? Wait, 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 wait. You think Damian Lillard and Carmelo Anthony can take Giannis and some random dude that came you from here? You put Carmelo's name in this. Oh, <laughs> no. You put Carmelo's name? Carmelo Anthony has the most U.S. Olympic gold medals ever. Stop. I want you to put some respect I, I, on him. I'm super about Melo, too. I got, I got to be real with you. Okay. Oh there's no denying his greatness. He's, he's Puerto Rican? I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, my dad's I learned something new about him every day. <laughs> but, um... You don't you don't rock with Carmelo? I mean, he was good two, like five years ago. I mean, yep. Chris Middleton is gonna give him some work. True. I, I, the I, I this, there's a difference between being good and winning. Like, there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, <laughs> my name is Ivan Medina. I'm Raghav Suresh. I'm Ricky Padilla. I'm Ben Thomas. Welcome, Ben. How's your day been? Um, chilling. <laughs> what cool. have you What have you done? What have I done? Today. Today. Uh, uh, woke up, looked at a paper, and then uh, came here. <laughs> okay, so uh, paper-wise, what did you, like, what was it What was it about? Uh, natural product discovery. Like, the process of finding new compounds that can be used as drugs. Okay, and, like, finding, by natural, do you mean, like, finding those in nature? Yeah. Like, okay. oh, man. Scientists, like, fill out grants, and they go traveling around the world. 
to go find bacteria or whatever. Wait, that sounds really fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah, because one of the things I'm super, I'm, I'm a linguistics guy. I love languages and things like that. And so there's this whole thing where like people go around the world and just look up and like try to find languages that are dying and document them. And I'm all like, if I could do that for a living, that's awesome. Because you just travel all over the place. And it's really dope. But there's no money in that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so I assume that there's a lot of money in doing this, right? It's a lot of... You can find money, but it's very hard to find a new compound mm-hmm. and something that you can't even see with them without it, a microphone. It's not a huge, like, industry or market. If you find something, then oh. it's big. Like, you can get bought out by a company. Oh, damn. Ooh. Like... Dang. One re- professor here <coughs> recently, he did research with like slime molds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what those are. Like, kind of familiar. Like, it's, it's kind of like a fungi that can move by itself. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And like, he figured out what caused it to like repel or like be attracted to things, like a mechanism. Repel or attracted to thing by like things. You mean other like like if it's a food, like an attractant mm-hmm. or like a toxin. Mm-hmm. It can either re- attract it or repel it. Okay. Okay. And so he figured out a little. So bit So other compounds. Way. Okay. So it, okay, because because when you say that, the first thing I think about is uh, penicillin. Okay. Because of uh, do you know that much about the story of penicillin? Andrew Fleming. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew Fleming and um, no. Alexander Fleming. Yeah. Alexander uh, Fleming, and how he had like his slime mold, and he just like let penicillin. There. He didn't really know much about it, and then all of a sudden, everything around it died. Yeah, and that's how it started. And so that, that's just—I don't know—that's just the first thing I think about. I'm a chemical engineer, and so we get taught about like penicillin. That's like the main thing we get taught about. I don't really know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, I do know why. If Dr. Hilleli is listening, who taught me about this, um, just because it was really hard to commercialize and things like that. And so, uh, is that something you would go into, like just going around and researching different biological, just things? Yeah, that's what I'm interviewing for this week, actually. Oh, really? A position there. Oh, Let's man, see. well, good luck, good luck. And so, no, yeah, you, no, you got it. You seem like a pretty smart kid. And um, what I was going to say is, uh, so where, where would you be out? Like, where do they typically send send you guys to go look for? Um, I'm not even sure yet, because sometimes they just work with organisms that are already, like, used, mm-hmm. like E. coli, like common bacteria. Mm-hmm. But if the researcher, like, had enough money, then you can go to the desert or the forest or sounds like other fun. states, other lands. No, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd be scared of a desert, though. Yeah. <laughs> I can barely take the heat here. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So. Yeah, anyways, but um, Roger just told me that you were doing some pretty interesting research. Yes, man. Involves, Tell us about your research. That involves genetic engineering. <laughs> if you can. If you can. If you can't, I understand. Oh, no, like the, oh, the Caterpillar Project is... No, no, no. Whoa, okay, hold on, hold on. This, What's the Caterpillar Project? No, dude, whenever, like, I asked him, like, tell me about your research, this man listed off, like, six, seven different things oh he's done. God. I was like, dude, I didn't know you did this much with your... That's insane. No, but the one... I, no, I no, 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 hold on, hold on. Which one's your favorite? Um, That's kind of a hard one. I like the Caterpillar Project I'm on right now because it's just simple to explain, but the Mosquito one and, like... Figuring out like what genes are necessary for like the, for perfect repair of the DNA to happen, I could get into that one, but it's a little like it's a little okay, well, let's get let's get into this caterpillar one first. Caterpillars. All right, so it's a long, it's like a little short story. Give it to us. This Italian guy, uh-huh. his name is Mazzolini or whatever, and he basically found this effect or 
this self-toxic effect that organisms have to their own DNA. Okay. So he proposed that if you got somebody, some organism's DNA, chopped it up into little fragments, and then you fed that back to the organism, that they will start dying or they're inhibited by And it's it. within their own DNA? And then it was, like, really interesting. In his research, he put the data out there, and some company bought him out for, like, couple of millions or hundred thousands I'm not sure really and he's like presented at a conference and my professor he was like that doesn't make any sense at all like <laughs> how's an organism eating its own DNA gonna kill it like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever that's so crazy like it's actually consuming like DNA strands that aren't complete or something or that that's generally the idea and he's, he said it works with bacteria fungi plants insects you told me like all animal kingdom like he was yeah basically all the domains and stuff and i was like, like this is the same effect on all of them and i was like that's kind of like unreasonable to think Wait, about so what would happen if i so let, let's say let's say roger is this parasite that um that the dna strand like if you feed it to him it kills him right um i assume it takes a while for it to kill it right well, he's a pretty big guy, so like, <laughs> like, thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but but let's say, let's say Roger is like the molecule or whatever it is, the the, okay. the E. coli, the fungi, whatever it is. If I were to like consume him while well, he has that in him, would that kill me too? Wait, like okay, so let's just go to the caterpillars. We have a caterpillar. Okay, yeah, let's go to the caterpillar. So like in the project, we take a caterpillar, we chop up a certain part of his body. This one's pretty uh, morbid. Chop it up. We extract his DNA. Uh-huh. We fragment it, so we just breaking it up, make, making it very, very small, like bite size, and <laughs> we put it into their food, and then they eat it, and then we're seeing if they die or not. Wait, okay, so you're taking a caterpillar and you're feeding the caterpillar itself? That's that's the project. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very terrible. Wow. How do you so? How do you separate a DNA strand? So we could just you know heat it up. The strands will like. Denature? Yeah, denature. What? Or you can just, we have like a, a sonicator in one of the buildings where you just put a, t- like a, it's like a metal probe, and you put that in the tube, and it shoots like sound waves to like chop up the DNA. That's oh, awesome. and that's, that's enough Man. to like just cut Sound it? waves can chop? That's is amazing. that like also cutting like kind of down the middle, or is it like kind of cutting like segments off? Like, because denaturing is when it like splits up like yeah. down the middle, right? Is that what the sound waves do as well? The sound waves can either like horizontally cut them or vertically cut them so okay. we just measure them out in the gel because according to their protocol from like the Italian guy in the company that's how you're supposed to do it and then we're just following them okay yeah, yeah. and we're gonna see if any effect happens okay and, and so have, have you seen any within the caterpillar yet or no the first trial all of them died it was like I don't know if something was wrong with the food that we made or like I don't know if it was like the DNA treatment uh huh Cause like there was one caterpillar that just you know vomited everything, and it was like a pool of like black hemolymph. So that's like, that's like their blood all around them, and I was like that's kind of disturbing. Oh, but dang. <laughs> so it wasn't a conclusive trial, is what you're saying? Yeah, okay. that's like running. y'all don't know exactly what happens when they consume that like D- those DNA segments. Like y'all still aren't sure like how those actually interact with them. They, they the researchers themselves don't even know like an exact mode of action of how it's happening. Wow. And so, if you had to guess, could you say maybe one theory or something of, of how that's happening? I think it's I me and like maybe some other professors propose that it's like a virus like mechanism 
So like if they're infected with a virus, they start reacting negatively and then their immune system's going off and they die. I propose that they have like receptors that recognize their DNA and tells them that something's going on. Okay. But their immune system's so primitive where ours is, we have like T cells, B cells, yeah. and all these other things. They don't have that. They yeah. just have like, oh God, something's happening in my body. We gotta go figure this out. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, huh. so what are like, what do you think are some like, like if this mechanism is true, what do you think are some like implications for like uses of, of this? Like, what do you think it could be used for? You could probably start replacing a lot of insecticides. I don't know. With, with really... more like targeted so stuff. So, I guess maybe Roger already asked this, but uh, if you feed someone someone else's DNA segments, what effect does that have? like? Does that also do the same thing? I think it would have to be like that organism specific. I don't know. Like that's a good question. Like if, I don't know if it's gonna work with humans. I think that's probably unethical. Well, I guess. <laughs> oh I yeah, for sure. <laughs> I guess for sure. I guess because like for insecticides, like the whole thing is like trying to find something that will only kill those insects but won't affect the plants. Or affects like some good insects. Maybe like you want to keep your ladybugs and, and bees alive, but kill like other things that are actually eating stuff. So like, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out like if that's like a potential application, like to feed like uh, I don't know, like let's say mosquito DNA out, and it only kills the mosquitoes, but it leaves like bees and ants and other things untouched. I, I don't know, but maybe it would also have to be the exact same organism. Like you couldn't just do like something from the same species and. I would be this say I don't know. I mean, you're the one who knows, but it's just like what I'm thinking about is like that could be like what people want would want to use it for. I mean, because insecticides are kind of really bad for like the rest of the environment around. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're on the you're on the right track. That's what that's what they're they're aiming for in their paper, mm-hmm. just to have like an insecticide that to work like that. A bio a bio pesticide, not an insect. Well, I guess it's an insecticide, but it's not like chemicals yeah right yeah so and so what's your personal role with this research project the one with the caterpillars um, yeah i'm just here to be unbiased because like my lab they're not in favor of this because they're, they're saying like the caterpillars are um, naturally cannibalistic so they'll eat their brothers wait are they really i, I didn't know that didn't they're know naturally that. cannibalistic like so we order the bags of like caterpillars from this company online they just send them and they just eat each other within the bag and you're oh, like God. man they're just rough like <laughs> oh, you have man. to separate them immediately but they'll just wow. like fishes in the same tank they'll just eat each other wow wait really why do we know why caterpillars just eat themselves they're just so aggressive i don't i don't even know i mean what else are they gonna eat if they're with a bunch of other caterpillars <laughs> we, they, we the give company... them food like oh really <laughs> they prefer to eat themselves we give them food <laughs> Are, are there most animals have like an aversion to cannibalism, right? Uh, yeah, actually, that's what I started to think about because like, I don't really know about other animals. Like, do you, do you guys know? Do, right? Don't actually. I think pigs? I think pigs. Pigs eat them? Not like what? all the time. <laughs> I, was about like, to say. I, I think it has happened. Like, like or maybe oh, it is happened or something okay. like where they will like uh, like cannibalize like others around. Like, because they just that hungry. I mean, hogs will just eat anything, though. That's like, true. They hogs will literally are, just like, rip destructive. up dirt and, and eat the roots and stuff, which is really bad for, like, grass and, and stuff like that. That's why it's open season in Arkansas for hogs. It's also <laughs> open season in Texas, isn't it? Like, Oh, no. I think open, open season already passed, but, like, oh, like whenever okay. it is, that's why it's lawful. I, I thought it was always, like, you could just kill hogs whenever. Like, I'm pretty like, sure you can, as... but I'm sure there are limits. Okay. Have you all well, seen open season, the movie? Yes. yes. <laughs> that's such a good movie, dude. Let's go animals. <laughs> oh, gosh. That, that is a great movie. 
that and then um but, oh by the way there's also this like business i think out of brian that uh will take you up in a helicopter and allow you to shoot hogs out of the helicopter with machine guns okay i don't know about that <laughs> wait only in college no no no. yeah like you go in a helicopter you have machine guns on the helicopter and you just basically just like disintegrate hogs like why <laughs> look, <laughs> look! I didn't start this business. I just know it exists. All right. Wait. So you pay? You pay money? like thousands of dollars to go up in a helicopter with machine guns and shoot hogs and shoot hogs with machine guns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> only, right. only in Texas. Man. Only in Texas. I'm, I'm not gonna judge it, man. If you have the money, go. You can like, spend your money means... however you want. Yeah. Leave those pigs alone. <laughs> Not, not, not hogs. Not right. hogs. Hogs are actually destructive to the environment. Yeah. They're super bad. And, and, and they'll, like, eat so much that they, like, eat, like, a bunch of bad stuff and will have spews. Why do you like, know all this about hogs? Look, I <laughs> have friends that will, like, that hunt and stuff, and so they, like... And they've been on the helicopter? No, 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 no. That's something I, I learned from one of my friends uh, who, like, just, like, found it online. But, like, they, they have a whole website for it and everything. Um, but, no, like, I, I just have, like, talked to friends about it. And also there's one of my friends who is uh, in... Uh, forestry and ecological restoration, mm-hmm. and uh, he works at so the Anum has some land that they that he helps to manage, oh, okay. and they have like hog pads and stuff, and like like they like have, they don't deal with it as bad, but like it's like it still is kind of an issue, mm-hmm. and so okay. it's a thing. Anyways, um... oh, also my teacher, so in like <laughs> fifth grade, my teacher <laughs> told me this story about how because he he hunted and. He said, like, yeah, no, like, I, I saw this hog, and I was, like, planning to just, like, shoot it in the neck so that it would, like, you know, run off, and, like, I could go find it, but I accidentally shot it in the head, and it just, <laughs> like, on the oh, ground. Man, and somehow that didn't scar me, at least I don't think, or maybe it did, and that's why I'm talking about hogs right now, but. <laughs> it all ties back together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, back. Yeah, back to away back to hogs. our guest. Oh yeah, away from hogs. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> back, to, back to our guest, our um, esteemed guest. What, was it? Uh, what? So you said you have. So Roger said you have a whole list of just research that you've done. Yeah. So caterpillars, is that your favorite one so far? Or? I think the mosquito one's my favorite. But. Mosquito okay. and then what's what's the mosquito one? Because I personally hate mosquitoes. Me too. I hate mosquitoes. Well, well, no, no. When I was little, like they just always bit me for no reason. It's because it's because you taste good to them. You, you should be well, honored. I should, no, I should need to taste bad then. Nah. <laughs> Make me taste no, not good. I'm not exactly going to be honored if I taste good to tiger. Oh. Well, at, at least you're dying to a noble animal. I don't know. Tigers are very revered animals in society. Yeah, yeah I guess it would be better so. than getting killed by a hog. Or, uh, that's true. Because <laughs> hogs are definitely not esteemed <laughs> in society. It's a bunch Sorry. of mosquitoes. But anyways, somehow tied that back to hogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> t- t- tell us about this mosquito research. Okay. So, um... This professor works with mosquitoes and then also gene drive. Mm. Have you heard of gene drive or no? No. no. So gene drive is like it's a it's hot not where you donate right a whole bunch of genes. <laughs> <laughs> so gene drive. So you know what Mendelian inheritance? No. So like Mendel's laws. Okay. Oh, like the table we did. George Mendel. Punnett squared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know Punnett squared. So like yeah. recessive and dominant. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting okay. places with the P's. So, like, you know, so if you have your two big Bs and then two little As, you have, like, yeah. 25% chance of getting uh-huh. So that's Mendelian inheritance. Okay. And then gene drive is, like, screw all that. We're going to bring our gene through every generation. So, like. So it looks further than just your parents. So, like, it's not subjected to probability. Like, 
you can make sure that that gene is in every generation. So if we can engineer a mosquito to have resistance to like getting malaria or whatever virus, then you can pass that along through each generation. And it'll just like slowly come into like the entire population. Because it'll exactly. start mating. Okay. okay. Wow, that's and you can that's replace the whole population. Wow. It's just hotly debated. Like they've well, tried. Like debated a, whether or it, it's like possible. Like it's possible, but it's not controllable. Because we use like CRISPR Cas9. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I've heard. Yeah. To like edit the gene and to replace it or take something out. And so you use CRISPR Cas9 and Gene Drive together, uh-huh. then you can make a system like that. But like certain factors in the environment can make it unable to be controlled. Mm. And so people don't really want to release a mosquito in the environment that's genetically modified right. that could potentially change like the whole world. Yeah, because like, yeah. yeah, right. I guess it's also hard to predict what other changes one little change to the gene might make. Exactly. And, oh. then, and so how, how, does, how did you tie into all this? Um, I just did three projects. This one project, because I was working on basically controlling what, how the DNA repairs once you edit it. And so we're looking at specific genes in the mosquito and seeing if you, if you knock that out or take it out of their genome, then how long would they survive? And then how would that affect them if you're adding another gene? So if we're doing... So when you break a gene with CRISPR-Cas9, you're going to make a double-stranded break on both strands. So you're going to break both strands. And so they need to figure out how to repair themselves or the mosquito's going to die. And so they have certain proteins that help them bind and then come back together. And so if we take out this protein, how are they going re- to repair? And so there's two different types of repair pathways, but there's like a lot more. So there's homology-directed repair, and then there's non-homologous end-joining. And then non-homologous end-joining is like the non-homologous, so it's it's kind of like just putting two random pieces together and hoping that it works. <laughs> and we don't want that because that's the bad one. Yeah, that's yeah. the bad one. Yeah. yeah. And then you want homology director repair because, you know, like they're like made for each other to come back together. So that's what the pathway that we wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was very hard to control because yeah. the results were like inconclusive. So every time you edit a gene, you're breaking it. Like you're, you're splitting it apart and like just changing what is in between that they repair themselves onto or like like how are you changing the way that it like what is like there in between so if you have your strands of DNA you can break it and then bring in a piece of DNA and then connect it back together and connect it back together oh. or you can break it and then have them repair improperly so like not perfect and it'll cause like a frame shift so like a frame shift um, genes come in their nucleotides and they're like separated into threes. You mm-hmm. ever heard of like a codon or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like the like the the ATC, ATC, ATG, things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so if you like uh, take out one nucleotide, you can mess up all the frames. So that's what a frame shift is. Okay. And you can make different. Oh, and that just genes. completely messes everything up, right? Because uh-huh. now you're you're offset by one, and so, oh so, yeah. So you'd rather just stick something you know in between and have them repair onto that. That's one way to do it. Yeah. Like, are, are, I'm asking, like, what's like? Is it not? Is it like worse to have it improperly repair itself and 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 frame shift? Like, is a frame shift bad for for the organism? No, I, I figure a frame shift is the worst thing you could do. It's, it's it could be bad, but if 
bad as what you're going for. Oh, then, yeah, yeah, then, then, then that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. Because you can either kill the population or replace the population. It just depends on what you want. And that's where the, the genetic engineering aspect comes into place. Because CRISPR-Cas9 is just like a wrench and some scissors. <laughs> and like, so that's where like the field's really taken off in that okay. regard. Interesting. So I want to ask you something. What's like your opinion on how we should... like? handle mosquitoes i mean people make arguments that we should like get rid of the population and like maybe it would be fine or like no like it's they were really they're really needed but just make maybe different genetic edits to them like what what do you think? are there benefits to mosquitoes um there's some benefits like some people propose that they're pollinators so they don't we don't but really we is don't, there any evidence of that like because a male mosquito what it, what do they eat they eat sugar and so they oh. have to go to plants to get their nectar and then they oh so they can just carry off some pollen and carry so that, okay mm. so we don't know how much they actually pollinate mm-hmm. and we don't know how they like, interact in the food web so we can't really just take them out and, right and yeah and then watch something just completely just crumble down <laughs> so, oh so we lost sharks we lost sharks, <laughs> <laughs> we lost <laughs> sharks. So, so you'd rather just start by trying to get rid of the things that are bad like their ability to carry malaria yeah that's what um because there's, there's a whole controversy between contra- conservationism mm-hmm. and also preservationism so like preserving what's natural or like conserving our environment and so it's a whole debate on that okay. and then, because parts of the environment can hurt the environment in a way so like mosquitoes hurting us like yeah. but we need to like save the mosquito preserve like them we can't just change nature right and then it's a whole aspect of playing God and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all for getting rid of mosquitoes just <laughs> we wipe out wow. no I'm just joking around <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest I like really I, if if it was possible without actually affecting like the rest of the environment and destroying us I would I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah. But there probably will be a repercussion if we just get rid of mosquitoes there probably entirely. will be we just don't know what it is I mean true I also kind of think about, not to justify this, I also kind of think about how we have, like, gotten rid of a great deal of species on this planet, and it could e- very easily have affected us in negative ways that we just don't know because we didn't, like, let no, those animals no, 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 no. live. I don't, I don't think that's a good way of looking at it. I'm not saying it's a good way. I mean, I'm not trying to You know how good anything. your life could have been if we had dingoes? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we, don't, Man, we don't know I how good life could have been. That's what I'm saying is we have no idea. Maybe if we kept around, uh, what's that one bird that was flightless? That, that the Dodo? The Dodo. <laughs> the dodo. <laughs> Maybe Dodo birds <laughs> were the key to climate change. I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Because yeah. when you think about it, like, I never thought about it this way, but you made me think about, like, you know, there with, with the genetic engineering and everything, there's so many animals that we lost whose genetics and DNA might have had some cure to cancer or a cure to a certain disease that, you know, we could have investigated. But because we lost that, we'll never know. I think the rainforest was, like, a really big source of, like, stuff for that purpose. Did you say it was? Like, because, like, the, no, the, the, rainforest, burning, the yeah. burning of the rainforest last yeah. year, that was really bad. Like, we Is that still going on? I don't even know. Because the, even, the yeah. news coverage stopped on that. Yeah, that that's so sad. Like how we kind of were like, oh no, and then just kind of forget about it. And then week, social like, media activism. Wait, so, so, so yeah, what, what did we lose with the rainforest? It was just burning for a long. Like the rainforest has many many plants mm-hmm. that could be used for finding new drugs, and it's very diverse. Yeah, and it's like untouched too, which is a, which is the big thing that's untouched. Yeah, 
Well, so. not anymore. Not anymore, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. It's very touched now. That's the thing that gets me about, um, like, people going out to travel to look for, like, either, like, secrets to, like, animals and, like, diseases and stuff, or, like, finding other things, like, uh, potential cures for diseases or, like, like, like things like that. But it kind of scares me, the idea of, like, going out into the jungle to find that and being exposed to, like, all of these, like, other diseases that you don't want to be around, <laughs> all of these other animals that could definitely kill you in so many different ways. Like, that, that just scares me a bit because, like, I, I think the most scary thing to me is the millipedes. Oh, millipedes gross. are incredibly scary to me. But at the same time, I don't want to get rid of the rainforest, get rid of the millipedes. So <laughs> I definitely feel... Save the millipedes. Save the millipedes, get rid of the mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> millipedes are scary. They're so scary. I think it's all just perception because of that one movie. That one movie. Which movie? The Human Centipede. Oh, oh no! Oh gosh, I did not watch that. movie. We do not talk about that. I did ever. not watch that movie. I, 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 I refused. I, I haven't seen it, and I, I refuse to see it. I sadly, I I've sadly seen half of it. I had to stop halfway, dude. So you saw, it was so bad. I, you saw I the can't. Human Fifty-Pede. That's towards the end, isn't it? Is that in the middle? I'm oh not my sure. God. Mm. I stopped after the first I time they 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 did the. They connected. Never mind. I stopped after oh. the trailer. After <laughs> the trailer? <laughs> yeah. After the yeah, trailer, no, I was like, uh-uh. They made a second one, too, didn't they? They made a third one, I think. There's oh, okay. a fourth. There's a fourth. All right. Wait, wait. I know that there's one where it's, like, a prison, and it's literally, like, an entire, like, yeah. I'm, yeah. That, and that's why I stopped, because I saw the trailer, and I was like, all right. I think it was the third one. I think it was the third. I'd rather kill myself than be a part of that. Who's asking yeah. for these movies? Dude, they went into debt know. on their last one. Like, they went into debt. They didn't make, they make, didn't make profit. Uh, well, That's crazy. Kind of glad they did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no but so, yeah. I, I have another thing to ask about. You've talked about like certain genes. Like, uh, what, what was the name? Gene, like, uh, Gene Drive? Chris Gene Drive. Gene Drive, yeah. Yeah. So that just made me think about, I don't think this is the same thing, but I, I've like read a bit about... Uh, the idea that certain parts of our genes are um, will get carried by only one side, like um, Y chromosomes are only carried by males, and so your Y chromosome is from your father and their father and their father, and then I think it was uh, it's like mitochondrial DNA that's like from your, mom. your mom, and so like I, I, it, what it was saying was basically that like like everyone now has to have descended their mitochondrial DNA from one female ancestor and their Y chromosome from one male ancestor. Not that, like, other ancestors around that time with different ones didn't, like, eventually, like, influence the population in some ways, but, like, since those are, are delivered in that way, we're all descended from one man and one woman almost, even though, like, obviously it probably didn't start with one man and one woman, but it, it's just really interesting to me because, like, it, like, I feel like a lot of things up until this point, like, science and research has shown, like, no, like, it probably wasn't one man and one woman. It was probably, like, a group that, like, gradually changed um and so I, I don't know i just find that really interesting is i don't think it's the same thing as gene drive but just like the idea of something that what perseveres through the population like through the generations just because that's how like we work yeah i know that's and so um this gene drive how long has it been going on like when did well there's many kinds of ways that you can make a gene drive through a population um, but CRISPR-Cas9, it was like 
you know, really founded in like in 2015, 2016. Oh, wow. That's, I thought it was it's a lot really older. really recent. Um, wow. The first discoveries for it, they were just looking at the bacteria's genes and they were like, this is really weird. It was like in the 80s. Oh. And in the 90s, they were like, man, I think we could do something with this. Like, <laughs> But as technology got on, they were able to like actually use it in 2015, 2016. So now the the study's really just taking off now. No, yeah, because I, I mean I, I would assume in the next like just ten years, because it's, it's five years old at this point. The next ten years is just gonna just blow up now. Yeah, it's just CRISPR Cas9 everywhere. Just people using it in their labs or whatever. Oh, it's just gonna be like, yeah, I just edited a gene. Wow, <laughs> just edited a wow. gene, dude. Imagine people doing that just for like like their pets and stuff. Have like, you seen have you the biohackers? No. Biohackers. Yeah, there's just people who are just like, yeah, I'm just gonna edit my own genes, and then they what? order CRISPR-Cas9 online. Oh, you can order CRISPR-Cas9 what? online. You can just do this like in your basement, like. Yeah, they, they do it in their basement. What? And they're trying to like target genes to get themselves muscles and. Okay. Oh my gosh, that Since, sounds really dangerous. Wait, yeah, how much? Yeah, is, how, much <laughs> how much is CRISPR-Cas9? <laughs> I think you can get a Cas9 protein from like Thermo Fisher or some other website uh, for like maybe a hundred. That's not bad. That is not. Edit your own gene. That's insane. For a hundred bucks. Well, the cast line is just the scissors. You yeah. Need like a, you need to design an RNA molecule and to guide it there. Ah. Uh, okay. Interesting. And those people probably don't have like the expertise. To do no, that. no. But do you think if do you think if I were to get like like maybe maybe you a researcher and I order and I order cast nine. And then I have uh, the like RNA, a 3D printer. A 3D printer. Do you think I could? Do you think that would be enough? What are you gonna do with the 3D printer? Like print out? Wait, what? <laughs> it's, can can I not like just use a 3D printer to print out a pathway to get myself like just print out just kind of like a? I feel like it's too small. Is it? RNA is like like RNA. Is no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like I, I I don't know the strength of 3D printers honestly. The what? The strength of the 3D. The, yeah, like how how great 3D printers are. Like I don't know how like small or anything. So. That probably could. That would so, be interesting if there was a 3D. If a 3D they molecule come up with a 3D, printer. Yeah. That would be, be crazy, like a super small scale 3D printer. Oh, you want to print your own protein? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So you can have a limited Cas9. <laughs> oh my god. Well, like Cas9's found in like bacteria, and that's in your immune system. Like maybe, maybe I don't know. It's, it's just I'm I'm a chemical engineer, and they always talk teach us that like economics is the main thing. You know, money is the most you important. You can print thing. out proteins. And so, huh? Can you print out a protein? That's that's what I'm wondering. Like I just. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that's a business right there, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because if we can figure this out, then like, there's a lot of money to be made. Well, have you ever heard of like? There's also a, a different thing with like uh, nanoparticles that will construct themselves. Uh, it's like like because of like their shapes, they will naturally come into certain formations, like certain like uh, molecules with carbon and and like because of their like orientation and shape, like when you like have a group of them, they will naturally form like. Like let's say like a, a a helix or something like that. Like I don't know if you've heard about that, but that's just something that like I guess it's only been done with like not really like organic material. Like it, mm-hmm. it was like carbon like nanoparticles. But I feel like if that that what if that was like a possible use? Like you just like have like you design instead of designing like or I guess you would still probably have to design an RNA. Is it is RNA a protein? RNA is like it's like. Because you're gonna the central dogma is gonna be from DNA, and then it transcribes to make, uh, tr- yeah, transcribes to make RNA, then translate to make the protein. So like, RNA is like the intermediate, and it's like very unstable. It's kind of like DNA, but it's single stranded, and they have like the uracil instead of the thymine. Oh yeah. A U G C. Wow. Okay, so it's like just one strand, and then it finds Cas9. 
and then guides it to its location. Oh. So Cas9 guides the RNA. The gu- RNA is what guiding it. It's called the gRNA or guide RNA. Oh. So because DNA is like a blueprint, and the right. RNA is like another blueprint. And so this blueprint takes the gu- Cas9 to wherever it needs to go. Okay. So it's, wow. No, yeah, yeah. No, we we took a I took a chemical engineers. We need to take a bioprocess class. And we learned all about this stuff last semester, and what? it was yeah, it was honestly the yeah we learned all about the we learned about uh, ligases, ligands, and um, I forgot the name of the the actual protein that comes by and it binds and it uh, splits the the DNA. I forgot what helicase? it was called. Helicase. Yeah, helicase. we learned about helicase, uh, proteinase, and things like that. And it's, it's, honestly, biology is a really interesting like just subject. It's so part broad, of. yeah, diverse. It's that's, literally that's life. Like, yeah, I, I personally like. I kind of always like struggled more with biology since there's such a huge volume of, of information you need to know. Like, I feel like with with other subjects, it's like you you kind of get like a baseline foundation of like processes, and then you kind of just apply those concepts to things. Whereas biology, it's like everything works very differently, and there's so many different elements at play. And it's so hard to keep track of it all. I feel like, and you can't just. You can't just rely on math. <laughs> that's that's no. my least favorite thing. No, you can't just be like, oh, I got these equations over here. Maybe this will work. Like, no. Yeah, so, no, definitely not. And then, um, so you say, uh, so, so why'd you get into entomology? Because a lot of people, you know, don't really like, really rock with bugs like that. And I always think it's, I've met a couple entomologists and they're always just really interesting people. And I was just wondering how you got into it. I like uh, collected bugs as a kid, and I mm-hmm. said, "Wow, that's a major here." Bet just put on a degree. <laughs> <laughs> really? Nice. You just you were just like, "Oh, it's here. Let me just take it." Yeah, and I was like, "This class is pretty interesting." And then it's easy to do research with because you know there's no regulations on insects and what you do to them. <laughs> because people yeah. don't care about how you treat insects. Yeah. Do you think there should be regulations on? I don't. They're based on what their nervous system is like constructed like. <laughs> they don't necessarily feel pain. Really? So really? it's just like yeah. a they just know like uh, something's wrong, and then they just start fleeing. Yeah. <laughs> so. So all they do is they don't have like a, a pain system. They just have a fight or flight system. Yeah, something like that. That's crazy. Same with fishes. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I think that's bad. If, I mean, I know if pain I were to, is like helpful, but yeah, like, because it if hurts. I were to punch Roger in the face right now, I'm good. Or if I were to punch him in the stomach. That's a little better. Yeah, like, pain, pain would tell him, yo, I might be internally bleeding. Without that, he'd be like, I'm just fine. Just continue living. And just continue living. And then die. And then die, because no one knows. So, yeah, I think I think pain is good. Oh, as for sure. That is as just hurts. There, there has been, I mean, that's for sure a thing. And it, it's weird, like, the way that your body handles pain. Like, there's been stories of people who, like, get stranded out, like, if they're, like, rock climbing or something, they fall or, or stuff like that. And they, like will like maybe feel some pain but won't necessarily feel all their pain until they get rescued and as soon as oh, they yeah. get rescued and know that they're safe it just like all hits at <laughs> that's once. the adrenaline probably i mean that's probably a, a huge part of it as well and uh, it's kind of insane like this one guy got stuck under a rock like under a boulder and literally like pushed it off himself like because i guess your muscles only operate at like a certain level of their strength because to go like like to use all of their strength would kind of like break them a little bit right. and so he like like messed up like all his like his arms and stuff like just doing that just pushing that boulder off because it was so heavy and like no regular person could like just like, like you know I was like, pure flight or f- fight or flight right yeah. there like he's like I mean, oh, no like, that's to save his life if I don't do this I will die so yeah so he made sure to get that rock off him yes uh, and so, so so hold on which which bugs did you collect because I'm kind of interested um 
there was like one project in high school they just brought it to the forest I caught like a bee some spiders um, how do you feel wait wait hold on hold on hold on, hold on. <laughs> some high school just was like yo let's take it to the forest and yeah because <laughs> y'all just took it like okay yeah like that's, that's a little weird to me all right <laughs> Yeah, it was like um. Where are you from? San Antonio. <laughs> they just San do Antonio. that in San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what part of San Antonio are you from? Sorry. Uh, it's like near John Jay. Near oh, okay, cool, cool. I'm from like Cibolo, like Fighting Ruffles. Oh, you're far out. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> All right, let's not get into where y'all live personally. My bad. My not, bad. not. I'm not tying this <laughs> back to <laughs> listeners <Hogs>. coming like <laughs> asking y'all. <laughs> no, and so they just took y'all out to the forest and said, "Go find." What class is this? Science. It was like for biology one. They just gave us like bug nets, and they're like, "All right." Go find some bugs outside. And he was <laughs> the only awesome. kid, I'm betting, that was like, yeah, let's do this. I do this for a living. Like, he was oh like, gosh. one other person with me? Like, we're the only two, though. Everyone else was like, mm, good. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. And your parents never, like, were like, stop playing with that. Or um, My mom was like, here's some jars. <laughs> and you put them in the freezer, not in the fridge. Thanks. <laughs> freezer? Yeah, because if you freeze them, then they stop moving quicker, and then you can pin them down and have, like, a collection. And is that what you did? Uh, my collections were pretty bad. I got like jelly bean boxes because you know, like the jelly beans have like little holes. Yeah, yeah. I could just put the bug in there and glue it. <laughs> I'll be like, all right, that's that species. And so, what? So I'm assuming as a little kid, like you probably played outside a lot, and it's like that's kind of how you got into it. Or uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I went out there for like an hour and ran, ran back in because I have allergies, and I'm like, oh, okay. I can't do this. Dang. <laughs> Really? Oh, that's because that's, that's I just always think it's interesting because oh, like, catching hope, dragonflies are also amazing. Wait, how, how dragonflies? Do you catch those the same way you catch butterflies, or? Or you get to swing fast, like you just uh, got to swing. Like I was swinging for like thirty minutes to like an hour or two, just swinging. And just I caught like seven. Oh, dang, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would give up. You know how you know how hard you have to like. You have to just catch them. Like at that point in time, I'm just gonna go play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, that's the training. That's the training. That's the training. There yeah, I do want to see y'all trying to play baseball now, because <laughs> dragonflies are, they're they're decently sized, right? So, how how big of a net do you get? Like, is it the same size as like a butterfly net, or? Like oh, that's huge. Feet. That's a huge. That three feet. Net. A, a three foot net. <laughs> like, damn. And you just see one and you just swing at it. Yeah, and then you get to catch it and wrap it up in the net, and then try to like, because you can put alcohol in the jar and like slow it down. Cause it's gonna keep flying. Yeah, yeah. And try to try to try to put it in the container. Alcohol stops their flight. Cause like they're gonna like not breathe as, as efficiently. Oh. It's kind of kind of dark, but. Well, they don't feel pain, so. Cause there you're getting you them drunk. And they're they're harmless. Getting them drunk. <laughs> you're getting them drunk, and that way they don't feel pain. Dragonflies are harmless too, right? Like they don't yeah. bite or anything. That's but always what I'm. They're always of. a good sign of like clean waters nearby. There's dragonflies. There's Wait, why? Oh, I didn't know that. Cause they only can lay their eggs in like clean water. Oh, oh wow! So that Disney World, like, or Disneyland in Florida, I don't know which one's there, but they have like tons of dragonflies there. That so that means you better. know there's clean water. Interesting. Yeah, that makes me feel a lot better. Cause I would go to Canyon Lake and there'd be a bunch of dragonflies. That now I know that that was a good so, thing. So like, that, good that makes a lot of sense. Cause I haven't seen any dragonflies around here. <laughs> None <laughs> Honestly, there are zero in College Station. <laughs> so you know there's. I mean, we all know awful water here, but. Yes, we, we know. Uh, although, I haven't tasted the pond water. I've only tasted the tap water. <laughs> pond water? Pond water. Like, Ooh. just like water. Like, oh, yeah, oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like in Lake yeah, Bryan? Yeah. Like the water Ooh. that the dragonflies would be living in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, so what was your favorite animal to just catch? Um, probably scorpions. What? Scorpions. What? Scorpions. Whoa. 
What? You just, you just grab them, or well, you get you can scoop them because sometimes they're just you you just lift up heavy stones and then they're typically just under there. And they start okay, running. I always wondered, how are they under there? Because there's obviously like a stone. How did are they under like small little crevices or like their exoskeleton allows them to like just morph into these really skinny just like, crevices? That yeah, is a, that is amazing. Like with cockroaches, uh-huh. like when they're young, they can fit into slots like the width of a dime. And they can still be running full speed, these cockroaches. Wow. And it's all because they have an exoskeleton. And then their appendages are so flexible. That's why, like, some, I guess some engineers designed their robots to, like, look like... Oh, I, n- I like never thought about it. Yeah, because I've seen those dogs, like, those, like, kind of dog, like, robot things, and they look kind of like cockroaches. Everyone's like, they look like a dog. No, it looks... <laughs> no, <laughs> put that over there. <laughs> Yikes. And so, okay, yeah, I was... And so, what about scorpions just made you like catching them? Um... They're kind of dangerous. <laughs> well, like, so, so, it's the danger, man. It's the, that's that's why he liked running outside. He had allergies, but he's like, it's the danger, it's man. The I like being out there. Oh Were you ever bit by a scorpion? Oh heck no! I'm very careful. Just put a container, piece of paper, flip it, put the top on. I have a scorpion. Well, and so, so what would you do with them? Just kind of like just freeze them, just watch them. Oh, them go. <laughs> oh well, oh. I, I admire the beauty, dude. Like they're they just look amazing, and then. I guess like some of them could be like really really long, but that's not in. I don't think that's in my area in San Antonio. I don't think that's in San Antonio. Like, you have to go to like Arizona to have like those. Really oh, yeah, huge scorpions! Yeah, I'm good. Or the scorpions that whip their poison at you. Oh yikes! What? I think they're called whip tails. They just oh my whip. god! Yikes! And just... <laughs> is, it, is it true that uh, smaller scorpions are more poisonous though? I don't know. Uh, I just heard that. The more I learn about the world, the more I want to stay inside. <laughs> no, 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 no. This makes sense because the first he told us, I was like, "So what do you like to do, man?" It's like I, I just like just being at home. I understand why he likes it. He knows too much about the world, and now he doesn't want to go outside. I get it. I'm gonna be at home playing nothing but 2K and FIFA. Oh my gosh! And so, no, that's absolutely crazy. Like, I didn't know there were scorpions that just whip their venom at you. Yeah, that's so oh, even man. if you like stand far away. They could still get you. Bro, life That's isn't so fair. Scary. I wish I could do that. I, I mean, it's bad enough knowing, like, I, I don't know. My friends always told me to check my shoes, like, if I left my shoes outside, because they could just be chilling in there. And that's, like, wait, that wait, was wait, one wait, of my wait, biggest Hold on. Fears. Why are your shoes outside? I mean, like, if, like, I I was, like, outside a lot, and I just took my shoes before I go off inside because, like, they're dirty. And, like, oh, okay. You know? Oh, okay. I guess it is. Yeah. But, like, I, I just remember being so scared of that. And of, like, them being under. I don't know why I was, like, worried about this, but, like, uh, spiders being under the toilet seat or, like, and, like, I, but, but I have seen videos of like, like someone. I think it was in Australia. They like flushed the toilet, and then there's like a but there's like a couple of spiders just like that got flushed. Like they were like tr- like hiding like little things. Yeah, no. It's, it's yeah, scary. no. My I think the worst moment I had with an insect was um, I had I think it was it was a pair of shoes that I had just like left like just in my closet for a while. I hadn't worn them, and like I go to put my shoe on, and I just feel something weird like. And it's oh, a it's no. a cockroach. And I'm like, ah! Ah! I guess what it. No. It was I. Uh, it was. No, no, I remember. No, no, I, I threw my gosh. shoe off. Right as soon as I felt, I threw it off, and it landed on the ground somewhere. And like it, the cockroach like came out of it and just started running. And I'm like, mom, 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 <laughs> mom, go kill it, go kill it. Oh, oh, with the chancla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was. That was actually. Yeah. What is your like just scariest insect bug story? Um, I'd say the one. Here, two years ago, 
I was in a class where we had to dissect these cockroaches. Mm. And they, the lady, like everyone else is an entomology major, a real one. They call me the fake entomology major. Oh, they just added it on. Man. Oh, man. And I got this. Cont- wait, wait, actually, actually, I do want to ask that. How many other just like secondary entomology majors are Is it just you? There's like a couple people who are like in biomedical sciences. That they just like added on. But I think they put it as a minor. Oh, okay, okay. But okay. you have a major. Yeah. Okay. With what? What was your other major? Genetics. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Anyways, wow. keep, keep going. So like every, so the TA was like, all right, so here's a bucket of cockroaches. You pick one for your group and come back to your table. And I was like, and I was in a group of girls, and they were all looking at me like, <laughs> so well, you gotta get that cockroach. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, man. Oh, oh, dude, man. did they, like, with your hands? Yes, bare hands. What the? Isn't what? that, like, isn't that unsanitary? There's, like, lab-grown cockroaches. Are there lab-grown cockroaches? So they're not supposed to have any germs, but... But they probably do. Yeah. Just because of the nature of animals. Yeah. Okay. And they're cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> I picked one up. The girl knows, like, I'm shaking because my hands are going, like, shaking. Yeah. And then she, when girls is looking at me, she just puts one on my shoulder. Oh. And I'm like this. I can't even, like, drop the one in my hand rolling around, crawling around. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! So terrible. they're alive? That's the meanest thing anyone That's has ever terrible. done. I'm reporting you to HR if you put a cockroach on my arm. Then I can feel the claws, like their tarsies, like their claws, just digging into my arm. Oh my god! Wow. I feel like low key. I feel like cockroaches are like the most ballsy animal, like insects or like bugs, because they literally just like I mean they, they run care. away from you, but like they they don't care. They'll go wherever. Like they don't. Care. They'll like fly. I've never seen cockroaches like literally fly, fly like fly. They can also breathe like, underwater too, right? Huh? They can breathe underwater too. I think they can no, survive for no, a good no, 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 no. Yeah, they. I mean, they could probably survive for a while without... For like 30 minutes without wa- without breathing, I think. Why do we yeah. keep... Why do cockroaches have all these weapons? And they survive nuclear, the like, radiation, I think, and stuff. Like, they can eat anything. Like, they, they have, like, the in their gut, they have, like, bacteria that can digest wood and cellulose, like... So they can eat grass, potentially, trees, tree bark. And they, actually, that, that's one thing I learned in the class last semester, the, uh, like, wood is essentially just, like, like glucose, ultimately. And the only reason why we can't eat it is because it's flipped the wrong way. It's uh, so there's like alpha, like alpha links, right? Alpha like betas. Alpha and beta links, and all all the things that we eat are all alpha links. Mm-hmm. But wood is beta. Oh. And that's literally the only reason why we can't eat it. We are one molecule away from being able to live off trees. Yeah. Wow. And I'm just like, Does that have to do with like the energy to break it or put it together again, or like? It, it has to do with that and just kind of the proteins to break it down. Interesting. Yeah. Which we obviously lack. Dang. Yeah. But yes. no, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I, can't, I just can't do cockroaches, bro. I can't either. Like, it's, I'm also afraid, very afraid of wasps. I feel like wasps are like, they. They actually want to no, hurt you. No, wasps. See, for <laughs> me, like honeybees. Honeybees, like I love. Like if I'm bees, yeah. if I'm near bees, like I'm chill. If it's a wasp, I'm like, get me out. Yeah. I, I want to leave. Yeah, I respect bees so much. Like I, I keep my distance and I try to keep cool because I know that if you freak out, it can make them freak out. But like, wasps. Wasps, even if you're calm, ah, I hate you. Sting. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, and if you kill them, they it could like really they could release pheromones and stuff so that other wasps will come to kill you. I. I can't Dude. do it. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a wasp nest like on our at our house whenever we first moved in, and we had to get some spray and stuff. It was so scary. Like like it's like coming up to it, making sure that I could get like all of them in one. Like, and then running away. <laughs> run away. Yeah. Yeah. Do, oh my gosh. Do you know what's the best way to handle like a wasp nest? I don't even know, man. No, just I, one time I was like in high school. I was carrying like, these car batteries to my car to go to Pet Boys, 
I pick up a cone and like the cone's filled with wasp. Uh, oh, and it all no. flies on my ankle while I'm carrying these car batteries with both hands. Uh, and I'm like, what the fuck? And, and that, I drop the batteries and I run. No, no oh that's that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> yeah, no. At that point in time, I don't care about these car batteries. They are becoming a weapon. <laughs> Just, I am throwing it at my ankle. Oh, my God. oh Ivan, no, not the ankle, bro. Oh, ankle they're breakers. wasps. I can no, lose wasps. an ankle. That's like, true, it's fine. That's God damn. I, I have a question. So we talked about uh, insects don't exactly feel uh, pain, but they have a fight or flight response. Like, so do they feel fear, or like is it more of just like a, an urgency to leave, or like? I think it's just like an, an urgency to like get away from whatever what's, what's ever hurting you. It's like I spray like the caterpillars with like ethanol to like get rid of them. They don't like that, and they immediately just start running away. Yeah. Or crawling away. <laughs> Except for wasps, they want to come at you. Yeah. Wasps were aggressive. <laughs> Have you had to deal with them in like entomology classes at all? No way. Yeah, they, they, I think that'd be like unethical to they, like they, have they, wasps they know, in the lab, they know. right? Because if one of them gets loose, like they know. There goes that. <laughs> Someone's getting a lawsuit or something. Um, and then one one more thing before you go, I wanted to ask about where you where you stand on like people eating insects and things like that. Like I, I, huh? Entomophagy. Is that what it's called? Entomophagy. Because I know so, I know certain cultures do it, and like my my dad, he didn't grow up in a culture that did, it, but he eventually did eat insects at a point in time, and he said it was, he said it wasn't as bad as people make it out to seem. And I just want to know where, where, have you ever had an insect or? I've eaten chocolate crickets. And how are those? Those sound bad. Those sound decent. Did it taste more like cricket or more like chocolate? You can feel like the antenna and stuff, so it's not a little weird, but. Would you do it again? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're going to transition there eventually, I think. Oh, why? Because, like, you know all the food shortages in the world and how we're, like, some third world countries need food? So, like, that's a potential, like, way to help them out and get proteins. It's, are they nutritionally, like... They have some protein sources, obviously some carbon sources, and then they can you can grow them really fast and they don't that's need much. True. You don't really need much to... To raise a cockroach or yeah. compared to raising a cow, yeah, the food sources are like significantly lower. Oh yeah, that's, I, I never thought about that like being a potential problem answer to the solution of just like food shortage. Hey, but like, so if I had a, if I had a chocolate cricket right here, you would just eat it, like just take it. I have all you got to eat it with me. We'll cut it into quarters. Basically, I'm like, <laughs> uh, and it, so you've only had a chocolate cricket, nothing else. I think I'm just eating crickets. Not ants or nothing crazy. Not a grasshopper. They sell grasshopper tacos at like some baseball stadiums. Grasshopper tacos. What? Yes. Yeah, I feel like I'd want to. I'd rather eat like ants since they're so small. I can just like chew like rice or something. I don't know. Like I feel a little bit better about that than a cricket that's like all in there. And I have to like. Oh gosh. I'll stick with a water burger. <laughs> Yo, I got you. I'm going to Canes. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's about that time. It's about that time. I want to say thank you very much, Ben, for coming along. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, Handshakes like galore. That. Handshakes oh, galore. absolutely. Um, it was great. It was great. Um, I, I always think insects are just an interesting topic. I have another friend who also said, like I said, Marshall Sullivan. Marshall, wherever you are, shout out to you, man. Love you, kid. Um, and so is just uh, just one last thing. If there's anything you want to talk about real quick or just anything you can say, anything you want to plug. Um, maybe shout out. Maybe genetics. shout out. Shout out to Tamu Genetics. Shout out Tamu Genetics. Shout out um, 
Ugly God. Ugly God. <laughs> no. where, is, where is he been? He's, been, he's been irrelevant for years now. Yeah. Oh, man. But anyways, um, my name's Ivan Medina. I'm Ricky Padilla. I'm Raghav Suresh. Ben Thomas. Thank you for coming along, Ben. And we're going to close it off there. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Tampa Discussions. Always Talk drink days. water. Always drink water. And chocolate crickets if you have the chance. And hogs. And hogs. Okay, less than <laughs> We're going to end it at hogs. <laughs> Y'all have a good day.